history. Welcome to the inaugural episode of Horny for History. Our first episode is going to be a two-parter. Has that ever been done before? Not intentionally. Neither. You can talk too, you know. I was waiting to be introduced. Oh, wait, sorry. Um, <laughs> I was waiting for you to say, I am the host of Horny for History, and this is my co-host. <laughs> and I'm your co-host. Oh, wait, wait, no, let me try this again. <laughs> I'm your hostess with the leastest, Erica. <laughs> you don't get to say your last no, name. No, I don't. No. And I live on. Just dox yourself. Um, and I'm here as always, though you don't know. What is happening? <laughs> <laughs> your your communications major. Why are you so bad at this? I get anxious. <laughs> And this is my partner. <laughs> this is not my fault. <laughs> it absolutely is your fault. And this. <laughs> it's like he knows. And I'm here with my partner and lover. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Co host and partner. In crime. I'm Batman. That's take number <laughs> 12 or 13. It's not just me, it's also Rudy here. <laughs> Rudy, say hi. <laughs> Good boy. Good He's like, I don't fit in here, you guys. My booty's too big. My booty. You do have a bit of a badonk badonk on you. Wow, rude, Jacob. What? Don't talk about my ass like that. Not you. <laughs> Welcome to the first episode of Horny for History. A rebellious beverage in two parts. I'm Erica. And I'm Jacob. And we're horny. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awful. Do <laughs> <laughs> it. You said it now. It's already Today, we are covering the topic of... Dogs. Coffee! Coffee. <laughs> Coffee. My second favorite mm -hmm. thing. Coffee. A drink Erica needed this morning to not be very angry with me. I'm annoying, though, so it's not entirely her fault. I get cranky, yes. I am addicted, yes, to coffee, yes. Without it, I get a headache. Too much of it, I also get a headache. So that's a little bit of about me. Um, I don't drink coffee as much. Uh, which I do intentionally because I like it to, I like when I drink it, I want to get that real hit. I want it to actually wake me up. I don't know if that's true, but that's how it feels. Zero percent knowledge. Damn tootin'. Darn tootin'. You can swear. It's fine. We're really hip here. We're no, hip and progressive. I shouldn't, I shouldn't swear. Why? Because if I ever try to run for election for anything, oh my and they know gosh. that I swore Blar, blar, blar. It's not like you're saying the C word. Who? When? Last time I tried to run, I got in trouble. You were a child. You were a literal child. What was what was the bad word you said? Like I said, fuck. See, I'm just gonna take like fuck that you just said fuck, and I'm just gonna <laughs> just put it that. throughout. I'm actually gonna make that the new theme song. Is Jacob is going fuck, 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 fuck. fuck, fuck. fuck. <laughs> so Jacob, tell the listeners a little bit about myself. <laughs> okay, 
Okay, this is an example of where my brain goes. I said, tell the listeners, and then in my head I was like, listeners, listener, maybe it's just going to be one. Should I tell, should I joke about there just being one, or will there be many? Should I, that's what's going on in my head. So you just froze. Yeah, I just freeze, because that's the conversation going on in my head. Emotional damage, <laughs> yeah, emotional insane. damage. Ah! Um, is not going to like that you called me insane. <laughs> I'm going to send this clip. Just to Stefania. Just this clip, not yeah. the part about you actually being insane. No, 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 no. Just the fact that you, a man, called me, a woman, insane. Yeah. It's just going to be Jacob saying, fuck, 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 fuck. You're insane. You, a woman, are insane. <laughs> you have to cut in with your voice saying a woman. You and all other women yeah. are insane. Hot takes on this coffee podcast. So hot, steaming hot, careful, beverage is hot. Don't spill it on yourself. Coffee. Content's hot. Yes. Oh, that should maybe be the title of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, actually, not the title, but the, like, description. So, I am a lady in my... I'm still mid, right? You're turning 27. Shh. Is that still mid? I'd round that down to 25. Sure. I think I'm still mid. Jacob is high, high 20s, though. Yeah, I recently turned 28. I'm an old man. Don't say that. You're going to isolate the listeners that are beyond that. You're just a child, too. So, but I am a um, consenting adult, and I... I am not. I've been taken prisoner <laughs> and forced to do this podcast against my will. <laughs> if you're hearing this... Jacob's hands are tied. <laughs> That's right. He's been tied and bribed. Yeah, what about me? I don't really have much to, like, say about myself. Like, I am in university after, like, eight years of ping-ponging back and forth. Surprisingly, I haven't gotten kicked out of any yet. And all of the professors like her. I wouldn't say all of them. There's probably some that are, like, like that one. I don't know. I've been a bit problematic for most people that I... What? Oh, yeah. Also, I'm in communications, so you'd think that I would be better at speaking, but I don't know how to speak. So that is why I brought my boyfriend here to speak for me. Bad bit, but okay. <laughs> Did I even sound like a robot? No. <laughs> uh, I'll add it to the list of things I can't do well. It's fine. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm... Jacob, and I have an undergraduate in uh, history and political science. Must be nice. Yeah, uh, it took me six and a half years to complete, so, you know, don't be, we're both are long-time students here. <laughs> long-time students, first-time... Podcasters. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm uh, in the midst of completing a master's degree in public policy. Um, and <clears throat> correct me if I'm wrong, even though I know I'm not. But you aren't just a history guy for academic purposes. You you live and breathe history. I do. I've always loved history. Uh, it runs in the family. My dad loves history. Don't bring your family into this. Why not? I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> My grandma has loved history. Um, your grandma has seen a lot. She's an old. She's an old lady. Yeah, she's lived history. <laughs> yeah. I've been uh, interested in history since I was in elementary school. Was that mean? Should I say elderly, or should I just say nothing at all about your grandmother? I don't think she's going to listen to the podcast. But what about others? They'll be like, "Oh, your age, age shaming." What did you say about her? I called her an old lady. I mean, I guess, but she is old and she is a lady. 
So, so I, I think I'm off the hook. I don't feel like that. <laughs> Elderly might have been more politically correct, but she is old and she is a lady. But anyways, yeah. After I graduated I've from my degree, I've continued to read and educate myself on history. Most of the podcasts I listen to are history-based. And they sound like this. <clears throat> and then the king took the queen and they went to a castle. And the castle, it was located in the empire of the Schmalaploobs. And the Schmalaploobs, you know what they are. In other words, quality content that only I can tolerate. It's very monotone. <laughs> I've, uh... I'm not doing, I'm not doing the impression justice, but you know who you are. Yeah, if she ever listens to our podcast. What's her now, name? I honestly Call can't her remember. <laughs> can't remember. You have, like, like, one time you had, like, thousands of tabs open on your phone, and you were looking at so many yeah i have a tendency to just google uh or read wikipedia pages about history or uh, many books i got a bookshelf full of history articles on history and archaeology he has a bookshelf ladies too bad he's (laughs) taken (laughs) i uh from a young age have played computer games based around history um which has inspired me to to even more delving in to see the accuracy of those games. So yeah, history has been a uh, part of my life for a long time. I love it and I love talking about it. And so we are here to talk about it because this is this is the only format in which Erica will let me lecture her about history without complaining bitterly about how boring and annoying I am. Yeah, some might say that Jake's doing me a favor, but really I'm doing Jacob a favor. <laughs> That's right. That's the narrative <laughs> of this podcast. It's a symbiotic relationship. I'm kind of like the fish that feasts off the back of Jacob if he were a whale. Or a shark. I think you're thinking of the shark. Is it a shark? Classic Jacob correcting me. Mansplain, am I right? <laughs> um, okay. Let's, uh, oh, let's take a sip of our coffee. This is absolutely coffee. Definitely coffee we're mm-hmm. drinking at nine o'clock at night uh-huh. as we record this. Mm, coffee. So good. Yeah. <laughs> A stimulant for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I feel stimulated. Speaking of stimulation, stimulate me with knowledge, maybe. <laughs> Good segue. <laughs> Thank you. All right, so... Uh... No clapping. <laughs> he was about to clap. Something you should know about Jacob is that he's incredibly fidgety. So uh, I another reason I don't need up. coffee, because yeah. I'm already fidgety enough without caffeine. That would be hell for me. <laughs> For everyone, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jacob's a walking percussion instrument. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, should we get started with the legend of coffee? Like, <gasps> where how, its legendary origins? The legend of coffee? Yeah, yeah, the legendary origins of, of coffee. Yeah, tell me about it. Okay, so uh, coffee uh, is a plant originates from Ethiopia. Uh-huh. Coffee plant. Uh, and it's actually... Um, what you get at the store, or like the um, uh, like coffee beans, is only part of the plant. It's actually sort of like a cherry. Um, I knew that. Yeah, that they uh, crush and then process, and usually uh, discard most of the cherry just for the. Although you can eat the cherry, and we'll talk about that. Oh, that's a little. <laughs> that's a little tease. <laughs> Stick around, and we'll talk about the cherry, cherry, cherry. Um, so, yeah, according to the legend, um, coffee was discovered due to some dancing goats. Dancing goats? Mm-hmm. Dancing goats, Oh, yes. my gosh. 
You, this is perfect. I had no idea goats were involved. I Only lo- briefly, but Erica does love goats. I love goats. I don't love, like, their dead eyes, but everything else about them is so fun. <laughs> I think I was a goat in another life. Maybe you were one of the goats that uh, discovered coffee. Oh and my that, gosh, it all folks, makes sense. And that, how you do a segue back to being on topic. <laughs> You're good at this. Uh, so this story is probably uh, apocryphal. It, uh, Wait, define apocryphal, what apocryphal um, is. Not true. Oh, okay. Um, made up. This is uh, like the legend. A legend. Origins. Yeah, it's Are legendary. all legends made up or can some legends some be Some can true? be based in, in a certain amount of truth. Um, but anywhere you find this story will tell you it's probably apocryphal and not accurate. And it's just a story that was told. But it is a fun story. So that's where we'll start. Nice. I just want to say that I mouthed no clapping. Because <laughs> you should see his hands right now. I have very expressive hands when I'm speaking. You're like the monkey with the symbols. You're making it really hard for me to pivot back to coffee. Sorry. Speaking of symbols, <laughs> there's a symbol... I can't do it. You just go. Coffee no. is a symbol of capitalism. And we will get to that <gasps> later on as well. But first, back to the legend of coffee's origins. I'm gasping. So, uh, legend has it uh, that there was a goat herder in Ethiopia named Kaldi. You'll have to pardon me if I pronounce everything wrong. I um, How is am spell? very white. Uh, K-A-L-D-I. Anyways, so this goat herder named Kaldi lost some of his goats. Uh, And when he went searching for his goats, he found them dancing, hopping around, standing on their back legs, uh, just doing things that is very atypical of your of your usual goat. And so he uh, investigated further uh, and he discovered that his goats had been consuming uh, the red cherries of some nearby plants. Uh, And he decided to try these cherries for himself since his goats weren't dead, so he, they couldn't poison us. And, yeah, of uh, course not. And if the Probably goats... Probably one lucky guy that it wasn't <laughs> something else those goats were eating. Yeah, because if we know anything about goats, it's that they can consume a lot of things that people cannot. So yeah. they're not like, a good litmus, litmus test for whether something is consumable yeah. by people. <laughs> goats eat, like, t-shirts all the time. Yeah. So, like, you just watch a goat eat a t-shirt, and you're like, very nice. Yeah, Caldi is chomp, lucky chomp. that this was coffee cherries and not clothing that these goats are eating. <laughs> Anyways, he decided to try these cherries for himself, and he found that they made him feel energized and uh, reinvigorated. Nice. And he was so excited by this uh, that he brought these red cherries to a nearby monastery. And so, what did uh, he do with the goats? Well, he took they're his goats still home dancing. With them. <laughs> they're still dancing. To They've this been... very day, That's legend right. legend says. That's how powerful the original the coffee goats was. Never stopped dancing. No, I assume he. Uh, I assume he brought took his goats home and then brought the cherries to this monastery. Mm-hmm. And he uh, told the monks there what uh, the effect of these cherries were and attempted to sort of share them around. And uh, But the monks, they disapproved of the fruit, fearing that uh, the re- revitalizing effects of the cherries were actually caused by demons. Mm, classic yeah. religion. Mm-hmm. They're never down for a good time. Well, hold on. <laughs> so in an attempt to destroy these cherries, the monks threw them into a fire. And we all know what happens when you... Roast coffee. It smells so good. Exactly. It's like folders in your cup. I don't know if we... Are we doing ads? Um, yeah. This, Folgers this, this episode is brought to you by Folgers. <laughs> Anyways, yes. So uh, they throw these cherries into the fire and um, it starts giving off a very appealing aroma. Mm-hmm. 
uh, an aroma that's so appealing that even these monks uh, can't resist. <laughs> even these lame-ass monks. Exactly. And so uh, they remove the roasted cherries from the fire, they grind them up, and they put them into some water, creating the first cup of coffee in the world. Wow, ballsy. And so the legend uh, occurs sometime around 800 A.D. Whoa. Uh, so 1,200 years ago, 1,200 years ago, is when the this legend uh, originates from. That was good math right there. Did you do that beforehand, or was that off the cuff? Well, I rounded to 2,000, and 2,000 minus 1,200 is relatively easy. Stop it. This is not what the people <laughs> want to hear. No more numbers for the rest of the podcast. I'm not sure I can promise that, but <laughs> I'll try to I'll try to live up to that. Um, yeah. Anyway, so this is uh, the legend originates from about 800 A.D., but the actual first recorded use of coffee um, comes from hundreds, if not thousands, of years before that, uh, and that is before uh, the legend. Yes, before the legend. So even further back in history. Hmm. Yeah. Like, I feel like if you were to create a legend, like, just in case, you'd put it, like, like a long time ago. That's a good point, actually. For reference, um, the first, uh, like, when coffee is first really introduced to the world, and we'll get to that as well, it's around 1500 AD. So it's 700 years after the legend. Oh. Um, so the people that were first drinking cups of coffee actually did put the legend quite far back in history, you know? Okay, so I won't put them on blast yet. (laughs) You know, you can feel free to put them on blast, and let's say you can't put them on blast. No, no, I'll give them the the, the benefit of the the doubt. The benefit of the spout, if you will. Poor, poor coffee That's what she's here for, guys, is for the puns. (laughs) Yeah, that's all I offer. Uh, Well, the legend is from about 800 AD. The first, like, archaeologically uh, recorded use of coffee comes from far long before that, hundreds if not thousands of years before that. And it is um, was used by a group of uh, an Ethiopian tribe, the Oromo, um, which is still a significant ethnic group in Ethiopia today. And, hmm. But they did not consume coffee as a drink. What did they do with it? Okay, I'm going to take a guess. They like, uh, um, they like rubbed it on their skin. Exfoliant. No. Okay, can I have one more other guess? <laughs> yes, you can have another guess. They... Oh, all I can think about is skin right now. It's a weird thing to be fixated on, but for, that's all right. For sure. <laughs> Silence of the Lamb style. <laughs> Put the coffee in the basket. <laughs> it puts the coffee in the basket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, I can't even get the movie quotes right. Uh, okay, just tell me. I've had enough. Uh, it's sort of like an ancient power bar. Oh, so they still ingested it. Yes. Oh, they still ingested it. Yes. They oh, just nice. weren't drinking it. They were um, they were eating it. Cool. So essentially what they would do is they would take the uh, the coffee cherry uh, with the beans and they would mash it, um, mash it into um, like... A paste. Uh, close to a paste. Yeah. It's a little bit more chunkier than that, but close to... A chunky paste. Yeah, exactly. And then they would mix it with um, ghee. Uh, which I know is, that. Yeah. Ready? Butter. Yeah, it's very similar to butter, exactly. Uh, and then they would heat this up often by putting it into a leather pouch around their neck, oh. uh, and then um, doing something, some physical activity or something, That's which awesome. would sort of cook it all together. Uh, <laughs> and then they would um, eat it. Oh, there was a video that they did about this, right? Like yes. they practiced about this. Yes. If you want to see my source for this, look up 
a video on YouTube. I believe it's called Four Awful Ways Our Ancestors Used to Get High. So if you want to see what these look like, um, check that out. Check um, in. That's crazy that their name kind of sounds like Aroma. Yeah, actually, it was very hard to figure out how to, uh, to find sources on this because I wanted to spell it like the word Aroma, mm. but it is spelled with three O's. There are no A's. Uh, anyway, so uh, the uh, Aroma warriors used to use this sort of ancient power bar for energy while they were on raids or out fighting uh, a battle. You basically wear it around your neck, and then when you got hungry in the middle of a fight, you could have some of this ancient power bar. And honestly, nice. I would really like to try it. Me too. They sound really good. I'd go to war for it. <laughs> I don't know if we need to, we need to go to war for it. <laughs> right, right. Sorry. But... That's, I meant like the fact that they're going into battle. Like, mm-hmm. I'd be more persuaded uh, well, to go into battle if they're like, and you get a little pouch of... Yeah, I'll say this. Yummy. If I had to go to war, I would appreciate having Aroma Warrior coffee balls with me. Jacob finds um, everything more palatable if there are um, warrior balls involved. Awful. <laughs> Awful. Yeah, that's not. That was. I have derailed my train of thought. Oh. Oh, that was what I was gonna say. Yes, we would love to try these, but unfortunately, it's almost impossible to get coffee cherries. Why? In North America, I don't know. But if you try, if anybody out there listening to this podcast ever figures out where you can get real coffee Mom, cherries, Mom, if you ever figure out yeah. where to get coffee cherries, text yeah. me. Yeah, let us know because uh, I would love to try them. Um, but uh, for whatever reason, they don't really. Maybe you have to go to Ethiopia. Yeah, I mean, I think if you were were to go to Africa or Ethiopia mm-hmm. or even like se- uh, South or Central America, where they right. actually grow and harvest coffee, there probably are just tons because they need to get rid of the coffee cherries when they're processing the coffee, right? So I'm sure that there's just tons of coffee cherries somewhere. Oh yeah. But it would be nice if we in like North America did uh, did some of that. But alas, so alas. that'll be on our on our to do list someday. I'll write it down. Yeah. So the that is the earliest recorded. Uh, use of coffee and then coffee really entered the world stage in the late 15th century so the late 1400s uh, early 1500s and it really entered the world in the islamic in the middle east and so its first use significant uh, use on a large scale by a non-indigenous african tribe was by the uh, sufis which is a a muslim sect Mm. um and they uh, found its effects very useful for their ritual of, and pardon my pronunciation of this, because again, I'm very white. I don't know how to say words that aren't You're pardoned. English. Yeah. A fellow white person pardons you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that's good enough. <laughs> Thank I you. know, you're right. Um, they, uh, they found its effects very useful for their ritual of decur. That's D-H-I-K-R for anyone interested in the spelling of that. Uh, and this is a communal recollection of Allah's attributes. And it's a ritual that could last several hours and often involved communal meals and uh, and uh, drinks. And so you can see if you're going to be in a long communal sort of ritual where you are um, engaging in chants and, and very active, um, how having a drink like coffee could potentially be... Um, keep you going. Yeah, it could potentially keep you going and be useful for for such a ritual. So the Sufis were the first to use coffee in a, in a, on a large scale in the, in the Islamic world. And uh, from there, it quickly uh, spread along Islamic trade routes to other major cities. For example, 
Cairo or Damascus and eventually uh, all the way up to Istanbul. So Cairo is in Egypt, uh, Damascus is in Syria, and Istanbul is in modern-day Turkey, actually, in, on the European side of, of Turkey. Thank you for contextualizing. <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, and so uh, wherever coffee went, uh, coffee houses quickly followed. These are places where coffee was served and um, essentially the first cafes. Essentially, these were the first cafes. Uh, and these nice. are places where, yeah, people would go to consume um, to consume coffee. And it was a uh, uh, very um, important socially. It was a place where people could uh, gather and talk. And that caused a number of problems for ruling elites. Because if nice. you are governing a theocracy or an... Uh, What's a theocracy? To government by religious authorities. Mm. Um, or even if you're, even if you're, you know, uh, a democracy, a fully developed democracy, people getting together to talk can cause problems. Right. Um, but especially in the medieval period when religious um, laws and, and, and doctrines were so important, people getting together to talk about things could cause some, some issues. And these were places where people did exactly that. Uh, Eat the rich. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we'll get there. That's essentially, uh, eventually, what, uh, what happens to some the extent. Rich. Drink the rich. Exactly. Uh, and these were also places where different people, people from different social hierarchies would meet. Like, coffee was enjoyed by the wealthy elites and also by um, lower class poor people within cities and such and so that created a, a, a sort of a, a bit of a, a social leavening where people would uh, interact with uh, people who are not usually who they wouldn't otherwise have an opportunity to interact with which also hmm. uh, led to some to the spreading of some interesting ideas um, yeah sort of demystifying the people that were above you in the social uh, hierarchy right and and we'll we'll get to this but the other aspect of this is that uh, coffee being a stimulant um, made people eager to uh, talk and engage. Yes, right. yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, no, uh, it made them <laughs> eager to talk and engage with one another um, <laughs> versus something like, and of course this wasn't such a, as important in the Islamic world, but of course in the European world when coffee eventually got there, um, where alcohol was consumed a lot in place of water. Um, mm. Coffee was something that people could consume that wouldn't cause sluggishness or uh, intoxication to the same extent. But to bring us back to the Islamic world, mm-hmm. um, and on the topic of intoxication, uh, of course, in Islam, and this uh, gets a little bit into um, uh, Islamic law. And Take me there. Yeah. <laughs> um, intoxicants are usually not allowed. Oh. Uh, and there's different interpretations of the way Islamic law works. Um, different jurists can have in different interpretations of the meaning. That's a jurist, like a law, 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 law guy. Yes, yeah, a jurist is at this time in the past. Usually, they are an Islamic cleric that is um, knowledgeable. And uh, I'm not an expert in this, so if I don't get this 100 percent right, please don't string me up. Call him at two five zero. Well, if you can, if you, if you yeah, <laughs> leave a comment if I get something wrong and you want to correct me. I'm always eager to learn. Um, and don't comment on anything that I say or do because I'm sensitive. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, yeah, so Islamic jurists were usually clerics educated in what I believe were called the Kiyas. This episode is brought to you by the Kia Soul. You have no soul? Drive a Kia. <laughs> <laughs>
So a very, very brief and limited understanding of how Islamic uh, law works. Essentially, uh, Islamic law was passed down by God in the form of the Quran. Mm. And then there's also uh, the Hadith literature, which is um, sort of like a secondary source. So there's what God said in the Quran, which is relatively clear although not always, and we'll get to that, and the Hadith literature. And uh, when Islamic jurists in the Muslim world at the time were trying to, dis- dis- to discern whether coffee was uh, a drink that was permissible under Islamic law, what they would do is they would look to the Quran or to the Hadith literature to try and find a reference to coffee. Now, of course, when the Quran was initially created and when most of the Hadith literature refers to a time uh, that was well before uh, coffee had come into the world, uh, somewhere in the mid-7th century, so around between 640 and 660 AD. So even before the legend of Chaldee, 150 years before Chaldee was even a thing. So there's clearly no reference to to coffee in uh, these books. Yeah. Um, However, there is a reference... To, to a drink, a drink called, called Khmer. Khmer? Uh, which is um, generally refers to wine or drinks made of grape juice. And the word Khmer itself is actually relatively similar to the word, the initial Islamic word for coffee. Um. Uh, so there were some similarities that uh, Islamic jurists and thinkers at the time you know, they made some links between those two things. Hmm. And so in this... Sounds biased to me. Uh, it is a little bit. But so in this in this developing world where there were these uh, cafes that were causing problems for some of the uh, political leaders uh, and potentially some of the re- religious leaders in, in the Islamic world, and they wanted to kind of deal with this problem of these cafes, well, what do you do? Well you start a debate about whether coffee is uh, legitimate or not. And that is where you get the uh, Islamic coffee debates, where there was significant um, discourse among uh, Islamic theorists regarding whether coffee was permissible under Islamic law or not. And so arguments against coffee generally came down to the fact that um, under most Islamic law, most interpretations, intoxicants are not allowed. Uh, And coffee was argued to be an intoxicant, which is interesting because Hmm. we know that today to not be the case. So yeah, uh, arguments were made that coffee resembled this drink, uh, a camera, and that it was an intoxicant. And then arguments for coffee were generally that coffee was was not an intoxicant, or if you wanted to get even deeper into the Islamic, uh, like the background of Islamic law, um, that God had not forbid intoxicants at all. Mm. but that he had forbidden this one particular intoxicant in the form of uh, camera. Um but that people living under Islamic law would be able to consume, for example, beer, or, although it didn't exist at the time, but vodka, vodka. Would, be, uh, would be allowed. Although they didn't have potatoes in Europe at that point in time, or, or the no? Middle East. No, they were introduced later on. And we'll do another episode about that at some point. Let's talk about um, potatoes. <laughs> no, we are staying on topic. <laughs> Anyways, these debates at certain points of time reached such a fever pitch that uh, riots 
started. Riots. Riots. Uh, Ruh, so Ruh. people literally uh, rioted in the streets over over the debate on whether coffee was allowed or not allowed. Um, I can see that happening today. If all of a sudden they were like, mm, no coffee. Oh, yeah. Well, so many people in our world today are um, addicted and reliant on coffee as a, yeah. as a substance to get by that they would, um, yeah, there would definitely be riots. Can you imagine how many grumpy people there would be if there was no coffee to go around? Oh, yeah. That'd be problematic. Um, so, yeah, in, in, in uh, Cairo in 1534, mm-hmm. uh, an anti-coffee preacher... Uh, in, uh, gathered a mob uh, and had that mob attack coffee houses. Um, and this What's is, this guy's name? I cannot record his name. He would not be popular today, I don't think. Heck no. Um, uh, but this anti-coffee mob attacking uh, coffee houses inspired a pro-coffee mob to come and protect those, Hell yeah. uh, those coffee houses. Uh, and it caused a battle in the street. And this conflict was only resolved when a judge decided in favor of coffee being allowed and permissible. Heck yeah. Uh, so the for the moment, the pro-coffee advocates uh, won out. But not too long after, in 1544, so only 10 years later, uh, coffee was banned in the Ottoman Empire. Now the Ottoman Empire, the Ottoman Empire covers... Uh, a lot. Yeah, it covers quite a bit, but... Uh, at this point in time, in 1544, it covers Turkey and parts of Europe, uh, such as Greece um, and Bulgaria and uh, parts of Syria. Yeah, and so coffee, uh, it was banned in 1544 because the Ottoman Empire was tired of, the Ottoman Emperor was tired of dealing with uprisings and, and uh, rebellions inspired by people that were having discussions in these coffee houses. Uh, but coffee proved to be too popular and too economically important for the ban to last. Uh, and uh, coffee, ever since then, has been a uh, an important part of Islamic culture. Despite a number of other uh, attempted bans and outlaws, they never lasted. Usually an emperor would come, or a, a sultan would come to power, and he would ban coffee. And then uh, when he passed away, or a couple of years later, he would have to re- retract that ban because it was unenforceable a bit like trying to fight uh, a war on drugs um mm. but against coffee reagan and, yeah yeah exactly exactly <laughs> and we all know how that's gone um but anyways uh, centuries after the end of these coffee debates after uh, coffee had been uh you know allowed in, in the ottoman empire and uh there was no longer debate as to whether it was permissible under uh, islamic law um the Ottoman government continued to have concerns about it. And during the early and mid-1800s, so about 150 years ago, uh, or oh. a little bit more than that, but 170 years ago, okay. um, the Ottoman government would send spies into coffee houses to monitor people's communications. Uh, I would love that job. Yeah? to I would love to eavesdrop on people. Also, if I got to wear sunglasses inside... I don't know if they had sungra- sunglasses that long ago. No what about sunglasses? sunglasses? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that they had sunglasses, but yeah, it would be a very fun job. Just imagine that, just being sent to a coffee shop to yeah. drink coffee and eavesdrop on people. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I wonder if they paid. were allowed to drink coffee while they were there. If they were like, we're not so sure about this coffee thing, so you got to get a tea, <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah. yeah, you have to have a different caffeinated yeah. drink. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But here is a fun, and this—that's the end of my of, of our discourse on <gasps> um, on Islamic oh, okay. coffee debate. Not on coffee. No, I've got a little bit more on coffee, but just have one final. Don't scare me like that. Fun little side note here. Woo woo! Fun little side note coming in hot. <laughs> I won't do that again. <laughs> That's okay. No, you should uh, get that as a snippet, and then you can play it every time I, I, I have a fun side note for him. I think it'll make um, people sad and angry at me. <laughs> um, who uh, who amongst our listeners uh, likes mochas? <gasps> so that is... Wait, let's listen to here. That's... Yeah. <laughs> so many of you. <laughs> so many. So many of you, uh, you guys are chocolate whores. Yeah. Um, well... Uh, mochas or mochaccinos, I believe, is the full name. Of oh, that. really? I don't know. I did some Wikipedia oh, googling. Oh, yeah, mochaccino. Um, everybody loves mochas. Well, mocha is actually a place. Where is it? It is in uh, modern-day Yemen, which is uh, actually makes sense if coffee coffee originated in Ethiopia. That is where the majority of coffee was grown in this time period, and it was being shipped from Ethiopia. Uh, through Yemen and the Arabian Peninsula to the Islamic world, well, it would be shipped through a port, and that would that was the port of Mocha. Mocha. Um, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, mocha. It, uh, but the drink Mocha is inspired by really? the name of this port that was an important. Uh, In- import. In- yeah, it was an important place uh, for the import of coffee. Um, so mocha is just two beans coming together. <laughs> chocolate. Oh, yes, and that's cafe. true. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Although at this time, they wouldn't have had chocolate. So what's a mocha then? Well, I think, I'm not sure why they chose the name mocha. Um, for, I assume that, I assume that cho- that mocha was a drink that they later on added coffee to. And I don't, I couldn't you find. You mean chocolate too? Or chocolate too, yes. And I couldn't find a source on this specifically. I found lots of sources saying that Mocha was, the name Mocha is of course inspired by this port, mm-hmm. but I couldn't find anything saying where the inspiration for the drink came from. Hmm. But chocolate came from North and uh, South America, what at the time to Europeans was known as the New World. Mm. Um, and um, yeah. A whole new world. Do they, uh, does he take her anywhere? Chocolate, in... chocolate, coffee, chocolate, <laughs> coffee. <laughs> in that montage of them on the flying carpet, does he take her anywhere in North and South America? I know um, they go to the Eiffel Tower, I believe. They might go to like Tofino for a bit. Oh, yeah? They yeah. Tofino on, yeah, on like Vancouver Island? Yeah, like a bit. Yeah. Um, I'll have to watch probably this Probably to Winnipeg, <laughs> honestly. That's a bumping place. Oh, yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. Sick burns on Winnipeg in this coffee <laughs> podcast for some reason. Fuck you, Winnipeg. <laughs> <laughs> We're anti-Kia, anti-Winnipeg, anti-uncle. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and just like a mocha that is overflowing with whipped cream, we have run out of space on this first episode of Horny for History Coffee Podcast, and we are... Uh... I'm panicking. <laughs> Why? And so are you. Your eyes are so wide. Your mouth hasn't closed. <laughs> I thought that was all right. I thought I was getting dirty. Just like whipped cream. Um, so please join us on episode two. Please. Please do it. Otherwise, and here's a little teaser. 
you won't hear us talk about sex. Also, Erica is graded on this assignment based on the number of likes and subscriptions she gets. So I don't think that's true. Please, uh, <laughs> please like and subscribe. It's seriously if you not. Want her to get an A. If you want me to get an F, then report me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. For history. Hope you enjoyed. This is Jacob and Erica signing off. Mom, call me back. <laughs> <laughs>